G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There is a sense, isn't there, in which we know we can be rebellious. We know we can feel a sense of rejection. And these things can be a deep part of our lives. Sometimes these things are described as roots in our lives, things that take a hold of us and very, very hard to break free. And just because we might feel a sense of rebellion or rejection doesn't mean that there are deeper spiritual issues, but sometimes there are deeper spiritual issues and sometimes we need special ministry to break free from those. An opportunity today to talk about a new book. You might have heard of it being spoken of already, but it deals with this idea of a spirit of rejection. And it's a book called Dealing with Azazel, the Spirit of Rejection. Anne Hamilton is the author of that book, and Anne is joining us. Anne, welcome back to 2020. Lovely to be with you, Neil. And you've picked up on something that we, in some sense, instinctively know, that we can feel rejected, but there is a deeper rejection that may actually be holding us back in a very spiritual way. This is what you're dealing with in your new book. Uh, That's exactly right. I'm talking about the spirit of rejection, uh, which I believe can be identified, uh, scripturally speaking, as Azazel, a name that was given to the scapegoat. Uh, And the ordinance that God gave for the scapegoat was that on the Day of Atonement, on Yom Kippur, um, the priest was to cast lots. One goat was to be sacrificed and one goat was to have the sins of the people pressed on it and to be sent out into the wilderness to Azazel. Um, A lot of commentators can't believe that that particular ordinance would be be to say that um, this goat was actually sent out to a goat demon. Now, this is interesting, Anne. Let's just dwell on this for a few moments because it sounds a little bit uh, off-centre. It sounds a little bit weird, but you've picked up something here that you've gleaned from the Bible, and it deals with a spirit of... Azazel, but there's a connection here to Jesus. And I wonder whether just talking about the ancient practices of the Israelites in the scapegoat and the sins of the people being sent out onto the goat into the wilderness, whether we can talk about how this works with Jesus in the picture. That's exactly right. Uh, And I think that one of the the reasons I started to question what commentators were saying was because I realized that Jesus did exactly this. What he did was on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, he was at Caesarea Philippi in the north of Israel, in the wilderness, and he was outside the gates of hell where he made his famous declaration about 
the beginnings of the church. You are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church. This is outside the shrine to a goat demon. It's the Temple of Pan. So on the Day of Atonement, when the scapegoat was supposed to be sent out into the wilderness, Jesus has gone out into the wilderness and he's gone to a goat demon shrine exactly as this you know, weird idea was that this goat would be gone out or would be sent out into the wilderness. Now, I think um, the, the pressing of the sins on the goat uh, is probably the, the key issue here. This is about sending back sins where it came from. So Jesus is saying, I'm about to send sin back where it came from. I remember seeing pictures of uh, this location in Caesarea Philippi, and I haven't been there personally, but I've seen the pictures and and I've heard that story uh, about the gates of hell. Uh, For Mm. lots of listeners today, they won't have that picture and they won't necessarily be aware of that context. But let's uh, take your word for it in this. Let's bring it back to how this affects individuals today, because... Just because you have an experience of rejection doesn't necessarily mean you have this spirit of rejection. How do you describe the difference? Um, okay, so let, let, let me continue on a bit with the um, with the Caesarea Philippi moment. Okay, Jesus is giving Simon a new name. He gives him the name Kephas, which actually is related to the name of the day, Yom Kippur, it's related to the idea of atonement and its fundamental meaning is the cornerstone. Now we know that the cornerstone is about rejection. So Jesus is instituting his church on the rejected cornerstone. So part of the issue for us is that this spirit of rejection gets hold of us and tells us, hey, no, 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 as you're getting closer to Jesus, it's wrong, right? It's that feeling within ourselves as we don't want to be rejected. Of course we don't. So as we get closer to Jesus, we're getting closer to that rejected cornerstone. And what this spirit is trying to do is to make us panic. Remember that this is the gates of hell. This is outside the temple of Pan. This was the goat demon who was about panic. So we have this sense of panic and we drive ourselves into a false refuge. And a false refuge is a place of consolation away from God. It's a kind of coping mechanism that we have where basically what we're doing is we're dealing with the rejection in a fleshly way. We're not going straight to Jesus because we've just actually turned away from that rejected cornerstone. It was too scary. Instead, we've found a way to deal with the rejection, a way to cope with it in some form. So, you know, there's all the classic things that we do, you know, flight, um, fight, freeze, fawn, um, flattery. We do all these kinds of things. We have a way of coping with the situation. But instead, what we should be doing is going to Jesus and actually going to him as the rejected one. 
and going, I'm going to sit with you in this place and I am actually not going to use one of my coping mechanisms to, to deal with my rejection. I'm going to sit with you as the rejected one and ask you how to get through this rejection. When I'm in that place of rejection and at a place of desperation, it's which refuge I might choose as to whether I feel relief from that desperation. So when we choose Jesus, who is our refuge and our strength, there is a certain different way that there'll be outcomes than if we choose the what you're describing here as false refuges that won't actually relieve us of that sense of rejection. That's exactly right. They might be a temporary relief. They, they, they are a temporary sort of fix for us. We cope, but we don't actually deal with the spiritual issue of going, hey, you know what I'm doing? I'm not going to Jesus as my first and foremost refuge in times of trouble. When I'm panicking, I don't go to him. I go to something else. I cope in some way. And so we've actually got to identify these things. We've got to, you know, ask God to search us and to look into our heart and to expose what's there and to actually say, you know, this is not the way that we deal with rejection. Um, this is the way that actually we are complicit with it. Com- you know, one of my big things is complicity with different spirits that drive us to actually do things that are away from Jesus. All of these false refuges, you know, one of the big deals I think in life is to identify your false refuges and to actually realize that I've got all of these little hiding places that are filled with emotional comforts and all sorts of things. You know, sometimes they're physical comforts, sometimes they're spiritual comforts, but they're always away from God, and sometimes in very, very subtle ways. Well, Anne, you have a wonderful way of picking out some things that, you know, some will say that's an alternative way of thinking about that. But knowing your heart, always wanting to bring people back to where that refuge is, to find our comfort, to find our security in Christ alone. And no doubt listeners might have their appetite wet to get a hold of your new book. It's called Dealing with Azazel, Spirit of Rejection. It'll be available in the Vision Store. And, uh, and is there a particular website that people can connect with you? I, it's probably easiest to connect with me through my Facebook page. You just search for my name, Anne, A-N-N-E, Hamilton, and I'm the first one that comes up. There's um, more than 10,000 of us, but I'm the first one that comes up. You're top of the list. Anne Hamilton, thank you so much for joining us today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.